Hey now, and welcome back to another episode of the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. Welcome, everybody. Hey now, y'all. Welcome to 2024. Happy New Year. Did you miss me? Even if you didn't, guess what? I missed you. It is 2024 and happy, happy new year. I missed y'all. So another year and guess what y'all? Season two, we made it an entire year here at the Passionate Stewardship Podcast. I am so grateful for everyone who listened and supported in 2023, everyone behind the scenes, everyone in front of the scenes, all of the feedback everywhere here in the United States and abroad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are back, baby. So we took a break in December and I hope you enjoyed some of the replays. So the replays were some of the most downloaded episodes for 2023. And that could have only happened because of you. 2023 was a doozy. So I don't know about you, but I am glad we are in 2024. Your girl, the good doctor, I took a break in December. Took time to focus on some rest. Took time to spend with family. I hope you enjoyed your holidays. I hope you enjoyed time with family and friends. You know, the good flu had a good girl down for a whole week. Who knew flu had alphabets, but I had flu A you know, so I hope you are taking care of yourself. The weather has been crazy here in Eastern North Carolina. Some weekends we got 60 degree weather. Then when the week comes, it's cold as I don't know what outside, but I am here. We are back. I am excited for this year and everything that we have planned here at the Passionate Stewardship Podcast. So check this out. We are still going to be focused on human service professionals and people who do people work because y'all know from last year, for those who listened and those who you told to listen, the good doctor, I am all about people who do people work. I think you are amazing. I think you are fantastic. I think you are all of the good adjectives that define good people. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I observed in 2023, especially probably the last five months of 2023, is the burnout that so many human service professionals, so many social workers, so many of my nurse friends and my teacher friends and my other doctor friends. And when I say doctor friends, I mean doctors that are professors on the university level. So much burnout. So many of my peers that I was talking to that were just at a place and they were like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this no more. And it's not because they weren't passionate about the work anymore. It's that they were completely burnt out and they felt so consumed with just work. And that's because 
don't do this when I say this word. Like, oh, here she go, because I'm going to say it. And that's because they weren't practicing not just self-care, but radical self-care. So this year on this podcast, besides you hearing my word of the year, and if you listen to us back in November, you know my word of the year is resilience. We're going to focus a lot on radical self-care because, you know, radical self-care is not just about your bubble baths and your your body care products and going to get a massage, even though your girl love a good massage sometimes. Um, (laughs) Radical self-care is so much more profound than your regular self-care practices. And to do service work, to be of service to others. It requires that you give so much of yourself. And I know self-care, we can we can run that into the ground. And I know a lot of times, and we hear this a lot when you hear someone say, you cannot pour from an empty cup, but it is so true. If your cup is completely empty, what are you pouring from? What's in that cup? So this year, we are really gonna do a deep dive into radical self-care. I mean, radical, radical self-care. We're going to be having some conversations with some amazing people in the field of radical self-care and some amazing people who are doing some awesome work in their communities. We're going to do some serious, have some serious conversations. And if you have a word of the year, Go on and check me out over on Instagram and let me know what your word of the year is. Before we move further into what we're going to really get into the nitty gritty of today, again, my word of the year is resilience. I have made a commitment to myself. I have made a commitment to my family and friends. And more importantly, I've made a commitment to my husband that resilience is going to be my word of the year. And resilience refers to an individual's capability to adapt, recover, and bounce back from difficult situations, stressors, or challenges. You know, it involves the ability to withstand, cope with life's setbacks, stressors, and crises, and emerge stronger and more capable. You know, resilience is not something that you are born with, but it is a dynamic trait that can be developed and strengthened over time. You know, me adopting this word for my life for 2024 and beyond, it will not just strengthen me as a woman, but it'll also strengthen the relationships in my life because I, I'll admit Your girl can be a bit of an overthinker. And by me being a bit of an overthinker, I will stress about situations. And sometimes that can impact, it impacts me physically, but it also can impact people in my personal circle. So for me, this year, resilience is my word. And I adopted this word early on because last year in my work life, Baby, being executive director is not for the faint of heart. And we experienced a lot of challenges within our organization. You know, funding has been cut in the DV world, the sexual assault world. And we experienced some of those funding cuts. Um, But we were resilient. 
and we bounced back and we worked through those stressors and we worked through those challenges. And there were moments when I did not think we were going to make it through. But right here on today, January the 4th, like we bounced back. And I'm so excited that we bounced back. I'm so honored to still be working with an amazing group of women, but a group of women who have also stressed and who have also shared about their own personal burnout that they are experiencing right now. So we are all about radical self-care this year. So if you tired of hearing self-care, just get tired some more because we're going to work through this thing together. Okay. So radical self-care, it's an active and purposeful method of self-care that it surpasses usual or regular practices. It comprises making impactful and occasional unconventional changes in your life, your attitude, and your behaviors to put personal well-being and mental health first at the forefront, right, right there so you can see it. The term radical, if you think about the term radical, that means outside of the box. That means by any means necessary. It implies a fundamental or profound change from the usual or the norm. You know, radical self-care, it may include things like, okay, you ready? Setting boundaries. Say what? Setting boundaries. It's essential for radical self-care that you are setting clear boundaries to protect your time. Like the good Auntie Maxine Water said, reclaiming my time. Reclaim your time. You reclaim your time when you set boundaries, energy, and emotional well-being. This could mean saying no. Ha One of my favorite sentences. It's a complete sentences. Okay. Saying no to certain commitments or situations that could possibly drain you. And I'm not just talking about draining you of your time, but draining you of your emotional and your mental well-being. Radical self-care could involve self-reflection, regularly assessing your values, your goals, and your priorities. It's so essential for radical self-care. And this ensures that you are in alignment with your authentic self and that you are leading a bold life, that you are leading yourself into bold decisions that better serve you and maybe even your family in the long term to a happy and more fulfilling life. You know, radical self-care, it also involves mindfulness and also meditation. You know, mindfulness and meditation, it can help reduce stress and also build self-awareness. Radical self-care also involves reevaluating relationships. Now listen, as we get older, Sometimes relationships, they run its course and that's okay. So in reevaluating relationships, you have to assess the impact of the relationships on your personal well-being. And you have to sometimes make really hard decisions to distance yourself from toxic and draining connections. 
That's the radical part of radical self-care. Because this could be your homegirl, 10 toes down. But if that relationship is not healthy for you, and it no longer serves a positive and healthy purpose in your life, it is something that you need to reevaluate. And that's regardless of the work you do. But imagine if you are a human service professional or if you are someone who just does people work, period, period, and you are pouring into people all day long and then you then have to go home and one of your good girlfriends or one of your good friends or even a family member needs you but that's always a negative or a toxic relationship as one of a friend to the show and my best friend always says I'm gonna love you from a distance but I'm gonna love you with the love of the Lord And what that means is that I wish you nothing but the best. I wish you nothing but goodwill and good fortune in your life. But I got to love you from a distance. Next is investing in personal growth. You know, pursuing activities, maybe education or experiences that contribute to your personal growth, your self-discovery, and even or even that give you a sense of purpose. You know, even though we might be driven by our careers and our work, we might be passionate about our work, but what outside of your career gives you a sense of purpose that that's not your children or that's not, you know, your your marital relationship? What else gives you a sense of purpose? What else just does it for you? Embracing vulnerability. Be open about your emotions and vulnerabilities in your interactions with others. Be honest. That's about, you know, living that authentic life, being authentic to self, Self self-compassion. You know, it's important that you practice self-compassion, especially during tough times and experience especially if you are someone who does people work, who you are walking with your clients daily, you are hand in hand walking with their with, walking with them in their trauma, you are walking with them through everything that it that they are going through. It is so important that you are practicing self-compassion. But even if you're not doing people work, if you are listening to this and you're not a human service professional, it's so important that you still are practicing radical self-care because guess what? You still got to take care of yourself because as I always say, radical self-care is health care. Radical self-care is about taking care of every aspect of your well-being, every aspect of your well-being. You know, self-compassion, this means that you are treating yourself with kindness, understanding, and you ready? Forgiveness, treating yourself with forgiveness, treating yourself with understanding and giving yourself the same grace and kindness that you would give others. 
healthy lifestyle choices, you know, adapting a comprehensive approach to maintaining good health, which includes maybe regular exercising, which is, you know, right now at the top of the year, everybody want to be at the gym. I live not too far from a Planet Fitness. Went to the grocery store the other day, rode past Planet Fitness, and Lord, let me tell you, there was not a parking space in the front of Planet Fitness. And I said to myself, self, let's see how long this lasts. There's no judgment here. This is a judge-free zone. Ain't that what Planet Fitness say too? But we'll see how long this lasts. Whatever you do, that's your business. Do what you need to do, Planet Fitness and the Planet Fitness folks. However, if it's joining a gym, if it's walking your dog, if it's taking a walk, whatever you do, adapt a healthy lifestyle. If it means that instead of drinking every week or every weekend, maybe you drink once a weekend, but focus on living a healthy lifestyle. Because guess what? You only got one body. You ain't fitting to get another one. So creativity and expression, engaging in creative activities that allow for self-expression and fulfillment. You know, remember things that give you a sense of purpose outside that can open up a creative outlook for you. So a sense of purpose, things that that bring you joy outside of work, outside of family and friends. So a hobby, being creative, you know. Some people like, you know, to paint. There is uh, one of those pottery places here in the town that I live in. And every once in a while, my husband and I will go there and we'll do a piece of pottery for our home. And But there are people who are there and they use that as their studio and that's their creative outlet. And which this one right here is most important. And this is one that I have embraced with my whole heart. Periods of rest and relaxation. Baby, let me tell you. When the good doctor had the flu last month, I slept so much that when it was time for me to go back to work, now granted, I probably slept a lot because I was feverish and sleep and, and sick. However, when it was time for me to go back to work, Your good girl was good and refreshed. But then on the weekends, I've never been the type of person that could just take a nap during the day just because like I'm not that girl. Guess who's that girl? Yes, ma'am, I am. Yes, sir, I am. Give me a good nap. I can get up. I can be about my day. I used to feel like taking naps during the day, you know, Like, I just got to be productive. Like, if you take a nap during the day, that's not being productive when there are things that need to be done. I could take a nap. Yeah, I could take a nap. And now I have even gotten my husband to, like, just relax. Like, he'll be in his pajamas and it'll be, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. He's like, I got to get up and do something. No, baby, you don't. Like, just relax. Like you work every day, just like I do. You're up at three, you're out the door between 4.30 and five. Like just relax. So, and I think, you know, we are conditioned to work, 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 grind, 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 grind. But we have to get out of that grind mentality. We have to get out of this grind culture. And one of our books this year, I'll tell you about it later, but one of our books this year, which was also one of our books last year, but we're going to revisit it this year. It's all about rest. 
It's all about rest because rest is so important, but specifically how us as African-Americans or us as people of the black and African diaspora, how we are conditioned to just grind and just work and work and work, but how we need to break out of that. So rest, periods of rest and relaxation, they're essential, 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 essential to avoid burnout. Now, when we talk about radical self-care and self-care, their differences So I don't want to get the two confused because I feel like sometimes when we talk about self-care, you only talk about the bubble baths and the facials. And that's, yes, you can do those things as a part of caring for yourself. But I also feel like the facials and people might say, Oh, Dr. Sherry, that, that, that's a little shady. And I'm not trying to be shady. But when you're talking about facials and manis and petties, to me, that's grooming. If you want to say that that's self-care, then wonderful. But there is a distinct difference between radical self-care and conventional self-care practices. Although they share the common goal of promoting well-being. Okay but they differ in their approaches and philosophies. So radical self-care, there is a depth of commitment, okay? Conventional self-care often involves like regular exercising, eating healthy, you know, getting enough sleep. So, you know, you get your seven to eight hours sleep a night. You know, it focuses on maintaining balance and preventing burnout. However, radical self-care goes beyond the routine practices and emphasizes a profound commitment to your overall well-being. It involves making bold and sometimes unconventional choices to prioritize self-love and personal growth. Because see, you could still be focusing on the regular exercising, the eating healthy and getting enough sleep, but are you prioritizing the self-love and the personal growth? See, that's, that's the difference there. There has to be some external and some internal work going on when we're talking about radical self-care. Radical self-care also involves a mindset shift. Although self-care can also involve a a mindset shift, conventional self-care tends to be more routine-based and it's integrated into daily or weekly schedules. So like I do my massages on a weekly basis or I go to the gym daily or I take a long hot bubble bath every Sunday or I go for a walk on Saturdays after I have my coffee or I do yoga on Saturdays. However, radical self-care involves a mindset shift and this is where individuals actively challenge societal norms and expectations. So it may involve setting firm boundaries, okay? We're going back to the boundaries. Boundaries is a huge part of radical self-care because imagine an opportunity presented itself. Imagine an opportunity presented itself and it's an opportunity of a lifetime, But you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you have been working day and night 
You've been working, working, working day and night and you are exhausted. And you know, internally, you have nothing left to give. So setting firm boundaries is saying no to things when you know you don't have the energy to give or saying no to things that drain your energy and instead embrace when you need to take time for yourself before you completely break down and embrace self-love, which is sometimes putting you first before anything and everything else and do it unapologetically. So quick story time. About two months ago, I was presented with an opportunity. It was an awesome opportunity, but it was at a point in my life at that moment that I knew I did not have it to give. And although this is not a religious platform, I am a believer in God. And I believe that if it's not in the stars for me at that moment, that it will come around for me again. And I had to say no, because I knew that if I said yes, I would not be able to give my whole self to it. And I do not believe in giving half of me to something that means something to me. And that would have meant something to me. And I would have still said yes, even though I knew that my body only had 50% to give. So I had to say no. And I'm glad that I did. Because a week ago, that opportunity presented itself again. And now I am at a place that I am able to fully say yes and fully give what I need to that opportunity. And had I given myself to that opportunity months ago when the opportunity presented itself, it would have been disastrous. I think last year I gave an example of when I had the opportunity to open up the reentry houses, when I worked for an organization in DC, I gave so much of myself to that opportunity that I physically made myself sick to the point that I could not work for weeks. You can't do that to yourself. It's not healthy. It's dangerous. You can begin to resent work that you love so much and (laughs) resent the organization that you work for and the people that you work with. So radical self-care, it allows you to shift your thinking and it allows you to put boundaries in place and know yourself and know your boundaries. So when opportunities and when things arise, you know yourself enough to know when to say no and know when to say yes. Also with radical self-care and self-care, intentionality. So conventional self-care, it often focuses on the immediate and tangible benefits of relaxation and stress reduction. However, with radical self-care, It's intentional and transformative. It involves 
questioning and redefining values, beliefs, and priorities. Because see, you have to, because see, now you're being radical about things. It may require significant life changes to align with your authentic self, with where you are trying to go with this transformation that you are taking. Empowerment. So conventional self-care, it empowers you to manage stress, maintain a healthy lifestyle, but it might not necessarily challenge deeper societal structures. Unlike radical self-care, it goes beyond the personal empowerment to challenge systemic issues that contribute to stress and burnout, i.e. work culture, grind culture. Like I got to work, 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 work in order to get what I need to get. Like you, I can't rest. I got to just keep working. I got to keep grinding it out. You know, it may involve advocating for social justice, you know, addressing, addressing inequity, you know, and questioning societal expectations. It might cause you to do all of that in order to get what you need, especially a lot of times when we're talking about professional radical self-care. Well, why is it that so-and-so gets to work from home, but I can't work from home? You have to be empowered to challenge all of those things in order for you to be able to fully take care of yourself. Also, representation of individuality. You know, conventional self-care often involves widely accepted practices and routines considered to be beneficial for most people. So your manis, your patties, your massages, all of this good stuff. But radical self-care encourages individuals to explore and express their unique needs and desires. It recognizes what works for one person for real, for real, it might not work for the next. And it encourages a personalized approach. So for example... If church ain't your thing, yoga might be your thing. You know, um, a sound bath might be your thing. Acupuncture might be your thing. What works for one is not going to work for the other. It doesn't make you right. It doesn't make the other person wrong and vice versa. You have to do what is best for you and what helps to get you to a place of peace and to a place of harmony within yourself long-term transformation. You know, conventional radical self-care focuses on maintaining a baseline level of well-being and preventing immediate burnout. But what we want is long-term burnout. You know, radical self-care aims for the long-term personal growth and transformation. It may involve confronting and overcoming deep fears, traumas or societal pressures for a lasting change. If you've never tried therapy, this might be the time for you to do it. If you are a woman of color, an amazing place to start for therapy and FYI, they are not a sponsor. Hello. So it's blackfemaletherapist.com. You go on there, you can find a black female therapist for you or a black male therapist. Because let's face it, black female therapists and black male therapists are a dime a dozen. Again, they are not a sponsor. Hello. 
However, they are a really good resource. Another really good resource, and they are also not a sponsor, hello, (laughs) is BetterHelp, where you can fill out a questionnaire and you can find a therapist based on what you are looking for. Long-term transformation, a lot of time, it requires that you dig deep. And when I say deep, I mean deep. So recently, I have had to change therapists. And I found my therapist on blackfemaletherapist.com. Again, not a sponsor, but that's where I found my therapist. And we are beginning our working relationship together. I was very clear that I wanted to work with a black woman therapist. And because of where I live now, And again, because black therapists, whether they be women or men, are very scarce, they're a really, really good resource to have. So if you want that long-term transformation, you know, not this quick, if you want long-term, I'm talking about radical long-term, sometimes it requires a little bit of uncomfortability before you get to the place that you want to be. And that sometimes does require a therapist. If not a therapist, maybe a life coach. So this year, baby, it's about resilience and radical self-care. So I hope you are ready. So in essence, radical self-care is about going to the root of your well-being, challenging the societal norms, and making transformative choices to create a more authentic and more fulfilling life for you. And if you make it for you, you're making it for everybody around you. And if you are pouring into everybody all the time, whether that be your clients, the organization that you work for, your family, your friends, your husband, your children, everybody, it will benefit everybody. It's like a snowball effect. It's going to be everybody going to be happy. Conventional self-care often involves more routine and widely accepted practices, you know, aimed at maintaining a healthy and balanced lifestyle. And if you ask me, I want something long-term. I want something that's going to transform my life. So this year, we are talking about transforming lives. And we're going to bring in some amazing people to help us with these conversations. Okay. So before we sign off today, I would not be who I am, the good doctor and a passionate human service professional, if I did not point out that January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. So if you or someone you know is being affected by human trafficking, help is available. You can contact your dual service agency. When I say dual service, I mean your DV, sexual assault agency. A lot of times domestic violence and sexual assault can also be human trafficking. So you can contact your dual service agency in your community, or there are a lot of human trafficking organizations that are popping up in communities right now. And I'm really thrilled about that because human trafficking is a real big issue right now. 
And so if you or someone you know is being affected by human trafficking, help and support, they're available. Do not feel like you are alone. Do not feel like your clients are alone because your clients are not alone. There is help available. If you are an organization and you do not know what to do, um, you can call 1-888-373-7888. That's 1-888-373-7888. The call is free and it's confidential and someone is available to to support 24-7. You can also text and that's 233-733 or for TTY service, it's 711. You do not have to suffer anymore. I know it's dangerous to try to leave. I know we deal with it every single day. I know it's a tricky situation, but help is available. And there are organizations out there that care about you, your well-being. And if you have children involved, they care about your children too. Okay, until next week. Remember, radical self-care is health care and kindness is free. So do me a favor and be kind to someone today. I love you so much for listening. Until next time, be good to yourself and others. Bye.